everyone. Welcome back to Relax with Animal Facts. I am Steph Wolf, and today I'm going to be learning with you about our furry, scaly, or possibly even slimy friends. And in today's case, it is definitely going to be a spiky friend of ours because we are covering the oh so wonderful hedgehog. This, of course, is a very special listener episode dedicated to Katie, Whitney, Audrey, Yelena, Emily, Audrey, Allison, Shiana, and Lucas. Thank you all so much for taking the time to write into the show. I hope you enjoy your very own episode. If you have an animal request of your own, you can send it in by going to relaxwithanimalfacts.com and clicking on the Animal Request tab. If you would like more Relax with Animal Facts in the form of new and exclusive content, and if you would like to vote on new episodes once a month on the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash relaxwithanimalfacts and become a patron there. You can get all of this obligation-free for less than a cup of coffee a month, and you can support the show while getting more of it. The ambiance that is used in this episode is credited to George Vlad, I have linked his amazing work in the description. You can go to his YouTube channel and subscribe. It is because of his work that we can visit some of the most remote places on Earth. And now, let us begin to wind down a little bit. If you are a new listener, welcome to the Animal Podcast family. And if you are joining me for the second, third, maybe the 70th time, you know exactly what I am going to be asking of you. I have three primary exhortations for you. The first is that you put on a pair of comfortable hiking or running shoes. We are definitely going to be needing that for where we are going today. And the second thing I encourage you to do, and perhaps one of the most important, is that you notice perhaps where you are carrying some tension. Is it in the head? Is it in the feet, the legs, the arms? If it is tough for you to notice where exactly you are carrying tension, you can start from the bottom of the feet and work your way up to the head to see if there is anything that you are unconsciously holding on to. Whenever you do find something that you are tensing, do your best to relax that portion of your body. You can bring up in your mind some jello, choose any color you'd like, and do your best award-winning impression of it. We are people, we are not concrete, and so it is hard for us to relax when we are stiff as a board. And the last thing I encourage you to do is to give your mind permission to wander and journey with me into an African forest where the hedgehog resides. Africa is such a remarkable place. This show has allowed us to travel to Africa so many times. It just so happens that it is one of the hot spots for some very cool animals. And one of those cool animals is the animal we are looking for today, which is the hedgehog. I am personally surprised that it has taken us this long to cover the hedgehog. These creatures are small mammals. They have that very distinct cone-shaped face, equipped with shorter legs and bodies that are covered in quills. These quills might remind you of the porcupine, 
but we will talk about some of their differences in a moment. Although they may seem similar, the hedgehog and the porcupine are not very closely related at all. Porcupines are in the rodent family, while hedgehogs are not. In fact, on a genetic and physical level, they look more like moles and shrews than they do porcupines. The hedgehog is an insectivore, meaning that they primarily eat insects, as that name suggests. According to Britannica, there are around 15 species of hedgehogs. Given our location today, we are looking at the African hedgehog. But keep in mind there are Eurasian hedgehogs, desert hedgehogs, in fact six different desert hedgehogs, European hedgehogs, and these many species can differ in terms of their physical characteristics. They will look, of course, very similar, but there will be some small differences. They will all be similar in body form, which includes those smooth spines. And it may look like there are not that many from the outside, but they have several thousand short smooth spines on their body. But the differences between some species will be things like ears and legs. Some of the desert species, for example, will have larger ears and longer legs than their European or African counterparts. There will be some differences in terms of their pigment or their color. There are some that are black in color, some that are a speckled cream to brown color. And so, as is often the case with a variety of species, comes a variety of little differences. For the most part, the hedgehog is going to have some very poor vision. This might seem unintuitive given the fact that they can have some large eyes, but that does not change the reality in that their vision is not very good. But they will make up for it in terms of their smell and their hearing. Their nose is perhaps the biggest reason that people find them to be so cute. Unlike their furry undersides and their spiky tops, their nose is completely hairless and gives the hedgehog an extreme edge as far as smell is concerned. And so as we were covering the species, we were mentioning some of their habitats. And it is the case that these little guys can be found in Europe, Africa, Asia, New Zealand, and in turn they will be able to live in a wide range of habitats, things like deserts, scrublands, savannas, forests. They can even make their way in suburban gardens. Perhaps one of the main reasons that they can live as they do is because of their method of burrowing and nesting. They will build their own nests and burrows, which allow them to live in a variety of conditions. These burrows can be up to 20 inches or 50 centimeters deep, and they will employ some of their environment in its building. Leaves and branches and other things that they can find will be used to make their own little mansion. As is also frequent in nature, if they find a vacant burrow, they will simply move in, no lease agreements, no rent. After all, why spend the energy burrowing and making a nest when you can just recycle the work of another? Now usually, we save the facts about their name for the end of the show. But in the case of the hedgehog, this is a little difficult to do. That is because they are named for the way they eat, and we have to talk about their diet, of course. 
They look around and scavenge beneath hedges and other vegetation, all the while using their acute noses and in turn making a plethora of snorting noises like a hog. And so they sound like a hog as they search in the vegetation or in the hedges. Hence, hedgehog. A beautifully descriptive name. And as they are looking around, they are looking for fungi, fruit, centipedes, insects, snails, worms, eggs, frogs, birds, even reptiles. These little powerhouses can eat one-third of their body weight in just one night. I suppose that is just the hog in them. They have very well-designed claws that allows them to be exceptional diggers. And so during the night time, given the fact that these are nocturnal hunters, they can make their way with ease in terms of foraging, burrowing, and making a nest. And when they are eating, they will be, of course, chewing, and hedgehogs can have up to 44 teeth. This is perhaps one of the most distinguishing factors between them and rodents. Rodents like the porcupine. But let's cover one thing about the porcupine and the hedgehog. They are both known familiarly by their quills. Running into the backside of a porcupine can have some serious consequences, as their quills can detach very easily. But in the case of the hedgehog, they are not easily detached from their bodies at all. The quills of the hedgehog are made from keratin, a substance that you might be very familiar with, given the fact that we all as humans have it on our nails. But someone may wonder, what is the good of having quills on only one side of the body? As the hedgehog's belly, or their underside, is unprotected and just furry. Well, the hedgehog has a way to maneuver around this by rolling into a defensive position, or rather, into a ball. When they roll into a ball, the quills are the only thing that you can get to. It covers the entire area of their exposed body, and it protects them from predation. Now, contrary to some popular belief, or maybe to some urban legend, hedgehogs do not roll around but when they roll up in a ball, they just sit there. And this is a great deterrent. I think maybe something similar for us would be the difference between biting into a soft piece of bread and biting into hard plastic. It's not exactly the most comfortable experience, and so this mechanism for the hedgehog can be quite useful, and indeed effective. And the reason they can roll up like this, and roll up like this very quickly, is because of a muscle that encircles their entire body, from their neck to their rump. It's just beneath the skin, and it goes along the sides of the body, and it allows the animal to curl, engaging this muscle and several other smaller ones. The layout of their muscles are like a drawstring. It contracts their upper parts into a bag into which the head, the body, and the legs can be drawn into. In this position, the spines are no longer kind of horizontal, or angled at that 15 to 45 degree angle, but they are instead turned into these formidable spines that make it a huge nuisance to try to eat. Now, as is often the case, sometimes predators will be equipped with ways of dealing with their prey's defensive maneuvers. 
In the case of the hedgehog, there are hawks and eagles and owls, and these birds of prey have very long and sharp talons. They are long enough to just bypass the discomfort of holding on to sharp spines, and so these birds of prey are the most formidable opponents of the hedgehog. And apart from rolling up into a ball, they can do little sprints of sorts. It might seem quite funny given the length of their legs. It seems similar to how a corgi would sprint. In a normal circumstance, the hedgehog will move in a slow toddle, taking short and rapid steps. And if they need to, they can take off in a short burst of speed, lifting their body off of the ground and running on the hairless soles that they have on their feet. That is a fantastic mental image. And in addition to them competing in the sprinting category, they will also attempt to compete in climbing and swimming as well. Or rather, some of the hedgehog species will be able to climb and swim okay as well. And so given the fact that they are nocturnal, which again means being primarily active during the nighttime, during the day they will just sit beneath vegetation or in the crevices of rocks, beneath rock ledges, or in the burrows that they have excavated themselves or simply moved into. Some species of hedgehogs, which includes the Western European hedgehog, will hibernate during the winter months. And while they hibernate, their heart will slow from an impressive 190 beats per minute to a mere 20 beats per minute. Now, in terms of their behavior, they are fairly solitary creatures. Relatably, they are also big sleepers. They will sleep up to 18 hours per day. And sleep is a mechanism by which they can protect themselves from extreme conditions and climates. That mechanism in which a hedgehog will sleep through drought and heat is something called aestivation. One surprising fact is that hedgehogs have some immunity to snake venom. It actually may not be so surprising given the fact that some hedgehogs eat snakes, and so it would only make sense for them to have some kind of immunity, but perhaps a better word for this immunity is greater resistance. It doesn't mean that snake venom does nothing to them, but rather that they can take much more of it and get over it sooner. They have a specific protein in their muscular system that is called arinosine, and this protein allows them to tolerate a lot more venom in their system. There is one thing that some hedgehogs do that has researchers still kind of scratching their heads. This behavior is referred to by scientists as anointing. Basically, a hedgehog will lick and bite at an object until it starts to foam at its mouth. They will then spread that foam all around their quills. And some researchers say that perhaps it has something to do with fragrance. For example, if they were licking and chewing on bark, maybe it can help their survival in some way, but that has yet to be seen. Some scientists say that maybe it has something to do with mating or with communication, but that has yet to be proven definitively. Now hedgehogs will have little children hedgehogs once per year after a period of four to six weeks. They will typically give birth from between four to seven children at a time. The baby hedgehogs, which are sometimes called hoglets or piglets, 
will weigh less than one ounce when they are born. And one other thing that is important to note is that hedgehogs can indeed transmit viruses or parasites to people. They can transmit familiar things like ticks, fleas, and mites, but there are also other things like salmonella infections and ringworm. And so just like any other wild animal, it is always important to exercise caution and make sure you don't make uninformed decisions. And for the final fact, we are going to cover the name of the hedgehog. Where does it come from or what does it mean? Well, we have already covered a little bit about the origins of their name, but the usage of this word was coined somewhere around the mid-15th century. Of course, it is a combination of two nouns, hedge and hog. The word hedge comes from its behavior of frequenting hedges, and the hog part is a reference to its pig-like snout and perhaps to the noises it makes as it forages. This etymology is fairly straightforward. And now let us move on to the review of the episode. This review was left by Draw to Your Heart's Content, who wrote all the way from the United States of America. And Draw writes, I love this podcast so much. Usually it takes me about one to two hours to fall asleep, but when listening to this podcast, I fall asleep very fast, and I also like to listen to this while drawing because it helps me focus but still learn about something I love, and it is nice and relaxing. All in all, I really love this podcast. Thank you, Draw to Your Heart's Content, for your wonderful review. I'm so glad that the show helps you and that it can be a companion to that wonderful hobby you have of drawing which, by the way, soon it is being worked on, you guys will be able to upload your drawings and we can have a little part on the website that is dedicated to all of your wonderful creativity. I have gotten so many little drawing pictures from you guys and I want to celebrate that with you on the podcast, but that is coming soon. If the show helps you at all, leaving a review like Draw did is one of the biggest things that you can do. It helps the show get better, it helps more people find the show and join us. I appreciate all of your listenership and your time in giving feedback. Now, after the dad joke of the previous episode, I have gotten enough messages that makes me feel obligated to inaugurate, officially, a dad joke section into each episode. I feel it necessary to preface all of these dad jokes with an apology, because they can be so bad. But that's part of the fun, isn't it? A mouse and a hedgehog are in a forest together. The mouse says, Can I finally have a turn in the hedge now? And the hedgehog says, No. I actually really like that one. As a dad joke aficionado, I would say that is A-tier. That joke actually took me a second to understand. If you still haven't gotten it, think about it for a second. You can maybe even write it down. If you would like to learn about a specific animal, you can submit your animal request by going to relaxwithanimalfacts.com and clicking on the Animal Request tab. If you would like to reach out to me for any other reason, you can do so by sending an email to relaxwithanimalfacts at gmail.com or you can go to Relax With Animal Facts on Instagram and send a message there. A huge shout out to George Vlad for the ambiances that were used in this episode. 
I have linked his YouTube in the description, and I encourage all of you to go check it out. To help the show help more people to relax, and in turn to help more people develop a wonder for animals, you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash relaxwithanimalfacts. And in supporting the show, you'll get access to hours at this point of exclusive content and the ability to vote on new episodes once a month. And so I will see you there. The resources used in this episode are treehugger.com, livescience.com, a to zanimals.com, britannica.com, and etimonline.com. I have linked all of those in the description. This episode wouldn't have been possible without their contributions to the animal facts world. What an amazing creature we have covered today. The hedgehog is an astounding creature. It is unique, it is adorable, it seems to be everything at once. I am happy I got to learn about them with you. I hope you have enjoyed learning about the hedgehog as much as I have, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode with the next animal. Take care.